Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to the very first matchmaking episode of On to the Next One of 2023 and holy smokes there is so much going on in the world of mma and the ufc not to mention the first ufc card of the year is in the books ufc vegas 67 which saw sean strickland play spoiler to nasruddin imavov on less than a week's notice and that might be through no fault of sean strickland's the eighth most interesting thing that happened yesterday. But we have a lot to talk about this week from a matchmaking perspective and a show perspective. But I am Mike Heck, and joining me as always, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the prince of positivity, and my best friend, Alexander K. Lee. Hello, AK. My best friend, it is so good to be doing a traditional no episode with you and the listeners again uh i mean the episodes we did in between were fun all the all the all the shows we did for Otno and any, every other all the other holiday uh podcast content super enjoyable people if you if you got time this week i know uh we got a pay-per-view around the corner but hey if you need now is as good a time as any to catch up on any ma fighting uh podcast content you might have missed but yeah we actually have a car a ufc card to talk about we have matchups to talk about and a pretty decent card, I thought. Um, I was on Jake Paul duty, uh, Jake Paul, excuse me, KSI duty officially. Uh, KSI versus Phase Temper um, <laughs> Misfits Boxing Four, and it was fine. I mean, whatever that event was fine for what it was, and uh, KSI got a knockout in the main event. Good for him. Completely, the other guy was completely overmatched. Um, but yeah, then I had the luxury of kind of just getting to watch along with you guys as a fan and just slack off for the rest of the night. Um, and I, I enjoyed the card. I, I told, I said before the show, Mike gymnastics rating, like degree of difficulty, like in the low eights range, 8.1, 8.2. I think it came maybe just a little bit short. It was missing like a, a, a fight of the night. It would have been nice if there'd been some, some, some back and forth banger on there. Um, I really enjoyed like Basharat Mendonca, but probably not really a fight of the night. Uh, other than that though. Yeah. Entertaining. Good finishes some some prospects showing out uh some people bouncing back getting back in the win column i liked it i i thought it was i thought it was a, a, an enjoyable card look ak we have a job to do mm-hmm. and we're gonna do it mm-hmm. my best friend we're, we're damn it, we're gonna do it we're gonna match make for sean strickland and the other main card winners and much more plus we're gonna get the listener matchmaking picks in. we're gonna do all of that stuff but we enter a historic time on the program ak because as Dana White revealed after UFC Vegas 67, 
He confirmed a report from the T-Mobile billboard from an intern <laughs> who probably... I mean, he can't be fired because he just has to live with the shame. That's his punishment. Uh-huh. Uh, that's how we're going along with this. But John Jones is fighting Cyril Gaon in the main event of UFC 285. And not only that, the fight is for the UFC heavyweight title because Dana also revealed that Francis Ngannou is not only no longer the UFC heavyweight champion, he's been officially stripped of the title, he's no longer a UFC fighter. He's an unrestricted free agent. He is free to sign wherever he wants right this second. He can sign a contract to fight Tyson Fury tomorrow. So for us, AK, that means no more matchmaking for Francis Ngannou. No more matchmaking for Francis, unless somehow cooler heads prevail and he ends up back into the UFC, but something tells me that ain't going to happen. But what is your reaction to this news, AK? That's actually what I was going to say. It's like, well, okay, my reaction to the news, of course, was uh, somewhat happy for Francis. I mean, listen, we we had been saying, I think we had said, like, we really believed that uh, of all the fighters who have ever sort of taken this stance, like, he was actually going to go through with it. He was not going to fight for a year. Uh, he was going to let that sunset clause in his contract go off. Uh, there was definitely some doubters. I'm sure people thought, oh, maybe he can work something out. Again, maybe the John Jones fight could have happened last year. Um, you know, they'll, eventually they'll meet a middle ground. Maybe Francis will just cave. You know, most of the fighters just cave at some point. That uh, UFC makes a, some semi-decent offer. And and uh, a lot of the fighters are like, well, they kind of take a look at the big picture and say, well, how much, you know, how many more fights do I have left in me? Uh, am I that much of a draw without the UFC? And Francis never wavered, man. Francis Ngannou has always has kind of been very calm, very measured about the situation, and and all his interviews are saying like, "Yep, I'm just you know I'm just I'm just waiting it out. I'm I'm waiting it out." And uh, the game of chicken is over. Again, you can debate who won. I I think both sides. I, I think Francis for me, I think is a huge winner. Him being a free agent, so um, it's not going to be easy. Let me say, I, I I think most of us agree he's going to find great riches outside of the UFC, but he does have to find the right opportunity. It's not like every opportunity that's out there for him is like, oh, what's well, a can't miss? He's going to have to find the right opportunity, and, 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 I, and I do think he will. Yeah, I, I actually do think it's going to be easy for him. I think he just needs to sit down and wait for everybody to come to him, and I think he is a ginormous winner in this, and here's, here's why I feel this way. And I was thinking about this as we were doing the reaction to all of this last night slash the post-fight show. Francis Ngannou, by all accounts, and obviously I, I had been reporting for months. Ariel had also been reporting for a little while now that it seemed like things were heading in the right direction to get Francis re-signed and this fight with John Jones on the books, whether it be for March 4th or wherever. Um, but the plan was always that John was going to fight March 4th. And it seemed like... Heading into 2023, things were still kind of in a optimistic feel, but the confidence levels were a little bit lower. Talking to Eric Nixick, and he said 50-50 for March. That gave me a little bit of pause, but I still thought ultimately, eh, maybe it's just an injury. It's taking a little bit longer to heal. I mean, the dude shredded his entire knee. So, yeah, they'll, they'll get this on the book. This fight's too big to not put together. And then this happens. And I thought to myself, just watching Dana at that press conference, I think he handled it as about as best as you possibly could. You could see the frustration in his face. And I think a part of that frustration is is the billboard who broke the news of this fight. And secondly, 
I think France has just strung them along for a year. And the UFC, they had the, they, him, his management, I think they had the UFC feeling pretty good about this. And then they offer him this big contract. The UFC's thinking there's no way he's going to say no. It's the biggest contract ever for a UFC heavyweight. And then Francis just says, thanks, but no thanks. I'm out of here. He, Francis is a huge winner for me. And he has so many options right now. And this is not like, this is not Sergey Pavlovich becoming a free agent. Like, Sergey is very marketable. You can just show highlights of him. But Francis is like the most terrifying guy. Like, he, like when you think of MMA fighters, like Francis is, is the quintessential MMA fighter. That's who you would think of if you're not a fan of the sport. Just big, hulking, giant guy who just hits with so hard, knocks dudes unconscious. The Alistair Overeem knockout is still one of the gnarliest knockouts of all time. So easy to market. And all these suitors are going to be running to him right now. And Francis can be so creative with this. And, man, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. I am so happy for this guy. And this is going to be very, very interesting. Will he go to Bellator? Will he go to PFL? Will he go to One? Will he go to Ryzen? Will he go to Fight Circus, AK? Will he go box Tyson Fury? Will he box underneath a KSI card for Misfits Boxing? I mean, so many options for this guy. And... He's just not going to fight in the UFC anymore. And don't miss me with this whole, oh, he's scared to fight John Jones bullshit. Because no. it ain't true. It just ain't true. So knock that shit off. I'm swear, I've sworn twice already. I tried to be better with this, but good for Francis, man. So if you had to take an educated guess here, AK, where do you think he ends up? Uh, that Tyson Fury fight is going to happen. Um... Every, everything, the world broke for me, Mike, when uh, Conor McGregor fought uh, Floyd Mayweather. That just broke everything down. And we haven't had a crossover bout quite like it since. And I think we're due. Uh, you know Tyson Fury wants it. You know Francis Ngannou wants it. The money's going to be, you know, the, the purse agreement is, is going to be a sticking point probably for a while. But the fact that I'm even talking about Francis Ngannou getting to be involved in a purse negotiation is thrilling. Because that's not even the kind of conversation you can have in, in MMA. It just that it just doesn't happen. So even if 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 uh, it comes out like Tyson Fury is making whatever I don't know considerably more than Francis for the matchup, which is uh, which is entirely possible, I guarantee whatever Francis makes will be more than he made probably in all his UFC fights combined. Again, he's on, he's not a McGregor level star. I understand that, but if anyone just looks at like what McGregor made for the Mayweather fight, the numbers were truly truly insane. Were life changing numbers. Um, that's just what happens, guys, with boxing. That's just it's just been around for so much longer. Uh, it just has that that structure to it that again, a fighter can negotiate for so much more money than they could than if they stayed with the UFC or again any promotion. I'm not just saying the UFC, but uh, obviously we're talking with the UFC in this case um, because of uh, state, you know Ngannou and also what Dana said, him being the highest paid heavyweight. I'm sure he would have been very well off if he stayed with the UFC. He would have made a lot of money, but unless they were paying him like. I'm just trying to think of a number. 25 million guaranteed, 30 million guaranteed to fight. No chance. There's no chance. And why? so why would why would he say? Because, again, one boxing match, he can make, I, I bet, a fight with Fury. Well, and, and if it gets uh, pay-per-view points, boy, I mean, we're talking well over, like, at least near the $75 million range, I think. I think, personally. Um, that might be a little too high, but I'm just saying the potential is there. And, that was, there's, and he would never come near anything like that in the UFC. Not even close. So again, even if my estimate is off and even if it's closer to 50, 55 million, 
that's still an insane payday. And I think there's other uh, big boxing matches for him and other fights. And plus, it's it could be a one-off thing. That's a video boxing. Um, someone contrasted this beautifully. A, a lot of good pundits on on uh, you know of our fellow media members like uh, this kind of got buried was that John Jones signed the eight fight deal with the UFC. Now John Jones, his leverage is probably hurt by the fact he hasn't fought in a while. Of course, he has a lot of outside the cage issues, so his reputation is not what it could be. So he, he's going to sign this eight fight deal. If you're Francis. Signing an eight-fight deal is crazy. It's crazy, considering the leverage again. And all the things you said, that he could be this big star outside the UFC. That um, I think he's great with the media. Like, I think he's just a great media guy. I think whatever company or whoever works with him is going to love having him out there promoting fights. He's not a brash trash talker, but you can go a long way and make a lot of money being a gentleman champion. George St. Pierre, obviously, number one. Lennox Lewis made a lot of money as a boxer. I mentioned two Canadians, of course, because, you know, that's how we do. Um, So... It's you're you're totally right, Mike. He's a huge winner, and I'm definitely seeing at least one boxing match. Is that does he does he have like a you know how many boxing matches does he take? I don't know, but that Tyson Fury fight will happen. Um, I think it'll happen. It's I think we're at least a year or two away yeah, from could it be. happening. Could maybe be, yeah. three. Like we're a long way away. Fury's like boxing, boxing. Again. Yeah, the gears on things on these things can move pretty slowly. Unfortunately, yeah. Yes, um, but it is blank check time for Bellator, for PFL, for one, for everybody else. And someone asked this on the preview show or the post-fight show last night. And the more I think about it, the more I'm confident that this is true. Whoever gets Francis Ngannou is the number two promotion in the sport. It's official. Like, it's hmm. official. If one gets them, they're the number two promotion in the sport. PFL gets them. They jump Bellator. Bellator gets it. They cement their place for a long time as the number two promotion. That's, you, it, it's it's a game changer. He's a game changer. Can you imagine? I'm just imagining the PFL logo with Francis Ngannou on one side and Jake Paul on the other side. Like, who would have ever imagined that even being a possibility? And like, I don't want. I don't know if they have the strongest, like, you know, the strongest case, but it is distinctly in the realm of possibility i I love i still think i think the francis and ganu his mom wearing the pfl shirt very intentional troll i think very well done by whoever if it was him or whoever came up with that and then uh pfl last night doing the uh hogan nwo uh gif uh (laughs) after as soon as the news broke i thought that was very funny again this could all lead to nothing there's you know but i think i just think i love that people are playing the game publicly and i think it's very funny um i still i do think there's an outside shot that he just returns to the UFC, probably not this year. I don't think so. You don't think ever? No. Nope. I, definitely- I think the I think the UFC could offer him a floppity jillion dollars right now, and his happiness and his peace of mind is more valuable than any amount of money the UFC would give him. Right I was going to say think he's at that point. That's the sticking point. That's the only real sticking point is that you can't put a price on feeling on being respected by the company, right? And you know, based on this, it re- based on this, and Dana White straight up saying, "I'm waiving any sort of whatever negotiation holdups that we that we have in his contract. Forget it; he's free to go." Um, based on that, it sounds like things probably got a little tense, and I don't think they took. I don't think they ever took his request to you know sign a UFC contract and also box on the side seriously. And again, we said this beginning, he never wavered on that. He always said he wanted to fight in MMA, but also have the option to box. Why can't we work this out? I have a feeling the UFC, uh, again, Dana White, the UFC, everyone from that company negotiating with him never entertained that, said, no, you're in the UFC, you're a UFC fighter. And if you're Francis, you're like, well, I've, I've, I've made my stance. And the fact that, and 
yeah, not you guys not respecting that. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to keep that in mind. So money talks, Mike. So I always think if they can come to the right price, they'll come back. But yes, the there is a lack. There is a, so there were there are hurt feelings here, and it's going to take some time, I think, to get over that. The whole thing was just kind of funny. Dana just kind of laying everything out. Even I'm sure he had dinners with Francis and was somewhat privy to the negotiations. But we all know at this point, Dana isn't doing those deals. Hunter Campbell is doing those deals. What, what do you mean? Dana said, what do you know, mean, like right? Dana? Dana does everything. What do you mean? According to the Dana, White I know fans, if he leaves, the, he the, does, the promotion dies. If he, he does leaves, everything. Right? He does. He he invented UFC. <laughs> it's just I saw a documentary that he invented UFC. It's crazy. The whole thing was funny, and one reporter had asked him, "Well, if Francis was going to get this big time money to fight John Jones, Cyril Gaon is, of course, getting this life changing money, right?" And Dana's like, "No, he's got he's got a deal." Francis didn't. And they're like, well, what about John Jones? He goes, oh, yeah, we just signed him to a brand new eight fight contract. I was like, what? I was like, Cyril, no, Cyril, you gotta. No, Again, I, 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 I don't John, want Cyril. If- yeah, go ahead. I don't want Cyril getting locked into an eight fight contract, but I would have loved to have heard that he got some sort of new deal that included a huge, huge boost in money. It does not sound like that. That is what happened. Yeah. By the way, UFC fighters, if you're listening to this right now, if you're up and coming and you're like, oh, may I accomplish my dream? I'm in the UFC. Good for you. I congratulate you for that. But let me just say this. And I know I'm not your manager. I have nothing. I don't know anything about it. But what I do know is don't you ever sign an eight fight deal. Don't ever sign an eight fight contract with the UFC. Unless you are absolutely insane. Unless it's like eight fights for like sixty million dollars or something. But uh, if you're you getting know. Raphael Devers money, then go for it. <laughs> if, right? you're if you're getting, getting eight fights contract. for three hundred thirty-one million dollars, then sign that shit sign right you, away. You're not getting that. So it, it, yeah, sign four fight deals. Let's go because they can cut you at any time. Like they can a, just boot you out any time. If it's and like if eight, they, eight, yeah, it's crazy. Eight, eight fight, eight fights, like starting at like sixteen <laughs> and sixteen and sixteen with escalating of like, oh, look up by like to like thirty two, thirty two. By the end, it's like no, no, <laughs> no, no do not sign that. But uh, we will see what happens with this. I, I hope Francis makes all the monies, and more importantly, like I said earlier, I hope he's happy. I hope he is fulfilled. I hope he gets everything he did not get from the ufc so happy trails francis we wish you the best in this new chapter that is unrestricted free agency and one last thing i want to say about this shaheen al shadi kind of blew my mind last night and now i'm like fully on board with this nate diaz needs to get francis on the phone and they need to become like this super duper tag team yep like sign a real fight inc you guys are a package the two of you guys how cool that they would flip the MMA world upside down if them two were like, not only are we doing this, but we're going to start a fighters association. We're going to do all these things to like get everybody on board. And those two are the faces like Jake Paul and Anderson Silva. They're gonna be like, what? Get out of here. I'm going with these two guys like just flips everything upside down. I love the potential of, of all these different things that can happen. So how about uh, Nate Diaz and the, the Niners uh, that uh, playoff game intro? Damn, dude's a star. That's he nice. He's a star. It's good work. Got them all fired up. Um, so that's Francis Ngannou. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. 
Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like I mentioned earlier, AK, although the news cycle is insane, we still have the job to do. And Sean Strickland shut a lot of people up. And no, I did not pick Sean Strickland to win, so I'm not going to give myself a full pat, pat on the back. But I did predict that he was he was quite live in the fight. I said this would be a very competitive fight. And in the end, Strickland goes in there and just won. He just kind of outclassed and outworked Nasruddin Imovov. I scored it 48-47 doing the live blog, the same way Mike Bell scored it. Two judges scored it 49-46. Got no issue with that score either. But just a massive win for Sean Strickland, one he needed badly. Now what do we do, my best friend? What do we do now? Uh, I think it's time. I guess we have to do this. Uh, we've. I feel like we've called for this fight multiple times. I and this is crazy, by the way, Mike, that a month ago, we weren't even mentioning John Strickland because he lost. He was in the loser's column. He wasn't he didn't make the Otno uh, uh, predictions chart. And he picked a very I, I think we all agreed he picked a smart fight to take um, against a guy who's like not a bad stylistic matchup, who has a lot of buzz. You know, uh, everyone was saying Yimavov probably would have run through Gaslam. I think that's what people were expecting, though. Now looking at this fight. Gaslam might have presented some of the similar challenges. Um, and now here Strickland is holding on to his spot. Again, it was a light heavyweight fight, whatever, essentially a middleweight fight, but any other name. He's going to hold on to his ranking. And yeah, now he gets uh, he gets some uh, some career advice from us. Paulo Costa until it happens, I guess. Um, I, I guess there's always a chance Costa Whitaker, you know, that that gets resolved. But I feel like the, 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 the water's been muddied pretty badly there. Uh, and Whitaker, I think, will want to he's down to fight whoever i'm sure he'd love to fight costa he also just probably wants to get a fight as soon as possible and i don't know what's going on with costa and uh and the ufc so we do know he has one fight left i think that's what what uh Bohachina has said he has one fight left in his current contract and uh strickland would be a good choice if you're going to leave the company why not doing it fighting a company man uh I assume the the matchmakers and officials would be uh optimistic that strickland could send costa out on a loss and if not, uh, whatever, it's, it's a, it'll be a, I hesitate to say, I hesitate to say entertaining buildup. I'm not a fan of Sean Strickland on the mic. I know a lot of people are, but, um, there would be some, there'd be some memorable moments. There you go. That's, that's the nice thing I'll say. If, uh, if these two got booked, this is an interesting one because he's fought a lot of these guys already. Like the ones mm-hmm. who are in play, he's already fought them. And I don't think he would get the Whitaker fight. I don't think he's there just yet. I think Whitaker's kind of at this. At, maybe he gets the Costa fight just because it's so interesting. And I think that's a very strategic move on the UFC's part with Costa having one fight left in his deal. Let's chuck him in there with Robert Whitaker because stylistically, that is a horrible matchup for Paulo Costa. So I don't think Strickland would, sneaks into that spot. I know Brunson is fighting Drickus Duplessis. 
March 4th. You can maybe do the winner of that. But since we're already halfway, we're, we're not even halfway through the month yet. And there's so many firsts that have happened. And since we're just going full chaos, cue the music. Friends forever. Strickland versus Paul Acosta yeah. is just I mean, the, the the chaotic flow of 2023. <laughs> just throwing that in there, it wouldn't even like enhance the wind speed. It's just like, oh, okay, this just fits right in perfectly. So I would consider this, and you probably agree, with everything going on contractually, with Costa being who he is, it's a magic wand pick, no doubt about it. But mm-hmm. I ultimately think Costa in the UFC will figure things out, and the build to that one would just be ridiculous. I'm not saying, like, good ridiculous. It would just be ridiculous. So Chaos card slammed back down on the table. That's magic wand pick i just think that one makes too much sense so i uh i originally wanted a few months ago i wanted roman delice to fight the uh winner of this main event when it was gaslam imavov and i think it would have been perfect if delice hadn't just done a quick turnaround and already um already booked himself to fight vittori but uh i would have liked that i would have liked to have seen delice and strickland happen uh though who knows hey if so- god forbid something happens to uh to vittori you know, Strickland's gonna, probably just going to jump right in there. So, I mean, it's still possible, but I, I, I think uh, Strickland Delice would have been great. But uh, no, Delice has a dance partner, and it looks like Strickland and Costa are that that much closer to uh, to finally getting to that cage together. So, if you hear this like random beeping, and I'm not cutting this out because I think this is just hilarious. We have this, you know, those like little robotic vacuums, yeah, that go around. Roomba. So we have like. Yeah, this is uh, an Oofy. So we have an Oofy. We had one, and it, and it, like, died. So we got a new one. And at first, we're like, oh, this thing's great. Like, this is way better than the other one. And now we've realized that we have... We, we bought, like, the dumbest one ever because it just keeps getting stuck in the same spot every day. And it's so <laughs> frustrating. Like, he gets stuck in the same random places every single time. And I like how he's, he's now a person. Uh, but the vacuum gets stuck every time. It just beeps, and you pull him oh. out, and... He goes again, and then it just beeps again 10 seconds later because he's back in the same freaking spot. It's supposed to be a smart vacuum. Know where you're going. Ugh, drives me crazy. But, Proof. Uh... Oh, man. But tremendous win for Danny Gay. Back on track. Goes out there and just knocks out Damon Jackson. Looked fantastic. Three-fight losing streak is over after the memorable walk-off. He was very emotional after the win, and... As happy as I am for Mr. 50K, I have to keep things real and keep things in perspective. The win was great, but it really doesn't improve his position in that division all that much. Gatekeeper, a lot of people look at it as a disrespectful term. I don't when I talk about Danny Gay and a lot of other people in that position because he is the litmus test. If you have a surging contender in the division and you want to see if they are for real, you chuck him in there with Danny Gay because Danny Gay will fight them and give them a hell of a time. So my pick, Danny Gay versus JSP. Let's see how JSP Ooh. does against Danny Gay because JSPs look great. The Darren Elkins win, like a lot of people thought that that's like, oh man, this guy's top. He should be a top ten guy. No, doesn't do it for me. But if you want, but if you feel that way, and I would like to see JSP tested in a, in a way he hasn't been tested before. Let's do this one because this is what he needs to kind of put it over the top. The other big test he had was Joe Lozon and he got crushed in seconds. So throw him in there with Dan and see if this is for real and if he could be a top 10 guy. What say you? 
Yeah, I mean, that might be where, where Iga is at now. I went a different direction, but I do like your thinking because we had Damon Jackson, four-fight win streak, different stage of his career than, than Jonathan Pierce's, certainly, but he was on a four-fight win streak. Now, like I said, JSP, five-fight win streak. Um, if you're Ige, yeah, this might be your only chance to sort of build up your contender resumes by stopping other people from, from, uh, from you know, coming up into that top 10. So it's a spot that he was uh, briefly in. I think in the UFC rankings, for sure, he was top 10. I think he was in ours as well. I'd have to go back and look through the archives. Pretty sure he was in the global rankings as well. So, um, yeah, and he hit a tough spot with Morozov, Zombie, Cater. Uh, it's, uh, it doesn't, it's, no, nothing wrong with losing to some of those names. So, um, I, I went a different direction. I went with someone who's coming off a loss, but was on a pretty good hot streak for a while. I think him and Bryce Mitchell would be interesting. I think there's some heat there. Uh, I still want to see what we have with Bryce. I think he has, obvious limitations as a striker he will say of course that he wasn't 100 percent going to that last fight uh he 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 read off a laundry list of injuries and in interviews uh following the uh, his his recent loss to um but um i think, think there's a ceiling there right now uh i'm not saying it can't be moved but i think we've seen what mitchell can do and i want to see him up against Ige, a guy who as we've kind of both said is is, re- is just well-rounded a really good grappler so uh for mitchell to um you know, to, to just go to his wrestling. I don't know if that's would necessarily work against Ige. And striking, listen, we, we know what Ige can do. He's He's gone to decisions with some very, very good strikers, and we saw some of the power and some of the technique on Saturday. So, yeah, maybe that's where we go right now. Uh, Ige, just back in the win column. Mitchell, his first, quote-unquote, first official pro loss. Um, I, I could see that happening. And I know, I know there's been some heat there in the past from, from like a few years ago or something. So even if that's kind of died down, they're just around the same area of the rankings for me. Yeah, I'm in for that. And judging by the quick gander I had at the listener picks, I think that's a pretty popular a lot of one. It, yeah. I saw a lot of Ege Mitchell, a lot of that. Uh, Roman Kopulov, kind of making me look like a genius, AK. And did he? My one regret is that I didn't pick him. I was I did gonna not say, pick him. Let me. Let I did me, not pick him. Let me call you out here, my best friend, because I did have someone say I had a couple of people refer to. Oh, uh, Mike's Mike's best friend, Roman Kopulov. Maybe this is just jealousy speaking. Okay, because. <laughs> Listen, I'm your best friend, and Roman Kopilov can be your friend. I don't know if he's your best friend. Uh, you did not believe in him. You did not. Pick, you had picked uh, Puna by decision or something. Puna by I'm not sure. No, or... I picked Puna by second round KO. Okay, because I think the, the the first round went the way I kind of thought it would, mm-hmm. and then I thought Puna would just get crazy and get after it. But man, Roman's good. Like Roman's good. Like, he's super good. He beat the hell out of Puna. I did not see that coming. I yeah. really didn't. I have my moments, and this was one where I actually had it pegged like perfectly. The only thing is, I wish I had picked a knockout, but uh, I specifically like, man, Puna's just his body shot defense isn't there. It's kind of how he lost his last fight, and Roman Kopilov has really good body shots. So I'm like, I just there's just like a basic math in my head. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Kopilov's going to work the body here and just avoid, hopefully, avoid getting haymakered, and uh, and that's what happened. So I had a good feel for it. I had picked Kop. I think that was my only perfect pick of the night. Uh, Kopilov second round. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Ige was my perfect pick. Kopilov, I, I wish I'd, I wish I'd done it, but, um, but yeah, Kopilov looked. Uh, he's looking good. He's looking more like the sort of the prospect that uh, he was billed as coming in. So, I, I, Mike, I don't know what route you went. I was kind of lazy with it. I just want to say the reason I didn't pick Kopilov. Please explain is yourself. I just... I, I, it it wasn't the offensive skill set. It was sort of the defensive skill set. I just mm-hmm. thought at some point Puna was going to hit him in the chin and he was going to go down. And lo and behold, 
not only has his offense improved, his defense has improved, and he his chin seems to have improved too. So a lot of the I didn't I mean I'm not saying I didn't think Kopilov couldn't win. I just thought at some point Kopilov's gonna touch him and he's gonna go down and uh excuse me, Puna was gonna touch him and Kopilov was gonna go down, and that just didn't happen here. So super impressive performance. And I'm I'm a believer now, AK. Like I'm fully on board. Uh I just wanna see him go in there and just chuck him. With yep. somebody. So there's no need to get cute. My first thought was Chidi and Jokowani. And then I realized if I just went out and said this into a live microphone, that would be the first doo-doo pick of 2023 because he is booked to fight Albert Duraev. So I didn't go with that. So then I said, you know what? Let's just let's just do it. Let's just throw him in there with a guy who everybody knows, who is a celebrity. He now has IMDB credits for his appearance on Cobra Kai. He's coming off of a big win himself. And maybe this is a bit of a step up in competition, but I don't care. I think Roman's ready for this after seeing that performance on Saturday. Give me Roman Kopulov versus ya boy, Eric Anders. Let's do it. Let's get it. I'm in. Chuck him. Uh, yeah, I love it. That ooh, that'd be a good test. That'd be a really good test. Eric Eric Anders is is such he's such a tough out. He's such a tough out. And if Kapilov could knock him out, I, that would be something else. Um, I went with I, I said obvious. I, I just went Al Hassan. Just pulled out pulled another winner from the prelims. Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Put him in there with Kapilov. There you go. Got yourself a banger. Someone's getting knocked out. Um, yeah, that's about all. I, I saw a lot of people saying Al Hassan and Anders, but I don't know. I like I like Kapilov and and Abdul Razak Al Hassan. I mean, after Abdul Razak Al Hassan's post fight, he doesn't media get to fight scrum. Buckley again. Why? 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 Like, you have to do it now. No, no you don't. Like, ne- neither of those two guys are going really anywhere in this division, like to- towards a ranking or anything. Like, they're just fun middle. Like, that first fight yeah. was not good. No. But I think if they fought again, it would be kind of what we would expect in the first fight. But I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. I hate when people recently fight and then say like, oh, if I see you, I'm going to kill you. I'm like, you had 15 minutes in the cage, buddy. You had 15 minutes in the cage. I mean, it takes two to tango. Sure, I'm not blaming. (laughs) I'm not blaming him for that fight being very, very disappointing. But like you had 15 minutes. That, that That wasn't that long ago either. This was like a year ago. So. I, no, you don't get to have. If Buckley's down for it, fine. But I, no, I'm sorry. Take the L for now. If you, if if somehow your pass cross again, I wouldn't be against it. But no, man, I'll, I miss me with all that. That that uh, a year later, oh, I'm still mad about it. It's like no, man. I mean, we saw D1 Al Hassan for a little while in sure. this fight before he delivered the knockout. So I think maybe he's playing some mind games here, saying try to wrestle me. Now I'm ready for you. So yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Good win for Roman Kopilov. Kids coming along. Raquel Pennington, AK, five wins in a row, wins a splitty against Ketlin Vieira. Everything's just coming up rocky these days. She's getting on the right end of these splitties. She's about to become a parent, a mom with Tisha Torres for the first time. That's coming pretty soon. And the big question on everybody's mind, AK, has she done enough to get back in there with Amanda Nunes? And the answer to me is probably, but it's not where I'm going. So let's let's go ahead and just knock a couple of answers to questions out in one fight. Let's do Raquel Pennington versus Juliana Pena. Title okay. eliminator, a story there from being on the same season, a tough Raquel Pennington is never going to be Juliana Pena's friend and vice versa. Pena, at least to me, 
with how that second fight with Nunez went, she needs to get a win outside of Nunez to get back to that fight. I think we saw enough in that second fight where it's just like, look, you, you were you were admirable. You you tried really hard. You were tough as hell, and we appreciate that. But the levels to this are a little crazy. I think we just need to see you get one more win, and I and I think Pennington would be undeniable if she beat Pena. We all remember what happened with Nunes Pennington won. It was not close. It was not competitive. But I think if she goes out there and beats Pena and that's six wins in a row, she has done more than enough to get that fight. So I think that fight makes sense. You could throw Arini Aldana in there with Nunes. If they can't get the Shevchenko-Nunes fight done, I think there's plenty of meat on that bone with Pennington and Pena. There's a story. It's easy to sell. That's where I'm going. What do you think? Okay, I, I, this was a hard one because I had to do some math, like in my head. Um, what, like, what do we do if a man who says, "Hey, I, I'm ready to defend my title. I want to do it on the the uh, the Jones Gone card, uh, March fourth. You know, you know, like sl- just slide right into that co-main. I want to, you know, get on get a paycheck, big paycheck, first quarter of 2023. What do we do, right? I mean, we have to. It has to be either uh, Raquel Pennington or Irene Aldana, right? Unless, unless they really, unless God forbid, Juliana Pena gets a trilogy belt. But I know, no, that's yeah, okay, good. So that's out of the equation. You're, you're missing another option. Who's there? Who's a who? It's I, who short. We're, we're less than two months oh, away. No, no, Mike, no. Norma Dumont. Mike, no. I, I'm telling you, want, that's in play. I don't want to see a featherweight. T- the featherweight title is not a thing. <laughs> It's not a thing. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's it's about Amanda fighting somebody. They just want to see Amanda just fight somebody. And what I don't is, think she's getting on that card anyways, oh but my God. maybe. What was Norma Dumont? What did she do? Did she do she the fights? Thing? No, I, what did she? What was her? <laughs> <laughs> Unanimous decision over Danielle Wolf. <laughs> a no. dominant decision, AK. No. Dominant. No, I don't care. I don't. Uh, okay, it's in play. I'm telling Felicia you. Felicia Spencer, sure. Okay, that wasn't that long ago. Aspen Ladd. Okay. Yeah. Main eventer, Norman Dumont. By the she way, she missed weight and lost a split decision to Macy Chiasson. But you, you cannot give this person a title shot. <laughs> I know. I say titles are props. You gave Megan Anderson a title shot, AK. If we're gonna ignore, listen. I'm all in favor of. I think again, titles are props. I'm all in favor of not factoring that in. Uh, for, you know, oh, should this fight happen? But, like, even, so let's say I remove that. I don't care about seeing Amanda Nunes fight Norma Dumont. Uh, I guess if, you know what? Amanda Nunes <laughs> is generally pretty fun to watch, so I guess whatever gets her in there. But I think it, I, I, like, the thing is she has options of bantamweight. Pennington, you said, has she done enough? Yeah, she kind of has. I don't think, I, I will stand by what I said in the preview show. No one is clamoring for this rematch. Rocky God bless her. She wins fights. That's all you should have to do to earn a title shot. And she does it as well as anyone that has ever competed at 135 pounds in the UFC. But the fights aren't super memorable. Saturday's fight was fine. It wasn't a bad fight at all. But it's not a fight we'll be talking about by the end of the year. It's not a fight we'll be talking about next month. Um, But if you're just going by wins, she has done more than enough. Aldana has a win over her from a while ago. And after that knockout, that bizarre and really cool knockout of Jason, she's also done enough. So should she get the title shot instead? I don't know, Mike. I settled on I settled on uh, the rematch. I said yes. If if Amanda Nunes wants to fight any time within the next three months, it should be Pennington. Nobody else. 
but obviously you can give Aldana the shot, and then Pennington versus Pena makes way more sense. So, um, I don't know. Bantamweight. Ketlin Vera. Why couldn't Ketlin Vera just win, Mike? Why couldn't she do the thing? Her Why and Marina Rodriguez, man. Her and Marina were right oh, there. Oh, God. Couldn't get, the, couldn't get the shot, and now it, it, it's probably very unlikely either of them ever gets a UFC title fight. I'll say this. kind of sad to think about. I bet Raquel Pennington does a better... Is not not beaten as badly in a rematch. There you go. That's no, my I think, prince, no, of, I prince of positivity. Prince of positivity right there. I agree. I agree. But I... I, I just do the freaking Pena fight. Who cares? Um, A.K. Umar Nurmagomedov. He is the real, real. Holy cow. He oh knocks out Hayoni Barcelos with a lethal yet extremely nonsensical combination that I've watched a thousand times probably at this point, and I still don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand how he did it, and I don't understand how he did it with the amount of power and effect that it actually had on Hayoni Barcelos. And then before he could deliver even another blow, he showed remorse and he cradles his head and showed compassion. Like, this dude, this finish had everything. I, can't, I mean, the sky is the limit for this guy. How high are we going here? Typically, you you play things a little bit safer, but are we willing to uh, to let this man off the leash and take a sprint towards the top 10, the top 5? What are we thinking? I'm still playing it safe. And let me just say, that whole knockout sequence you just described was one of the, like, like somehow it was both cold and warm at the same time it was cold as in like the <laughs> the delivery of the knockout was so he did throw a hammer fist after but that's because i mean the fight w- wasn't over and I, I think even i think even he didn't realize how badly that little short like shot had knocked straight up knocked up Barcelos. i think he probably couldn't believe it um so obviously he goes in instinctively goes in for that hammer fist and then he lands one and then just stops himself yeah and then the cradling like I almost thought he someone someone tweeted they thought he was going to start giving Barcelos CPR, which I thought was uh, you know I mean you know in the wake of uh, uh, the, the Hamlin incident maybe not the funniest thing but still it got a chuckle out of me uh, maybe I'm just that person but I I, I am so impressed uh, I think we all thought the odds were a little disrespectful to Barcelos going in he was like a uh, what plus 700 something underdog and uh, uh, Umar was like minus 900 something favorite but he is the real deal I mean I <laughs> this is definitely being a victim of the moment I I immediately messaged our pal Jed Mishu the master of uh, bumping people like way up the rankings after a strong performance and I said I'm like 80% sure that Umar would F up Aljo I really like this guy is Jed was way early on the Islam bandwagon. He'd been saying forever Islam was going to be the champion. I think a lot of people were. Uh, so I'm very happy to get, do that. Give that same kind of treatment to Umar. I, I, I you know what? I didn't go. Um, I didn't go conservative on this one, Mike. He, wow. he should, he should get the title shot sometime this year. He, and he should have, and he should get it by knocking off Marab. I think you just do him and Devalish really. That's the way to go. You just go him. It's it's a great matchup. Marab, listen, he's Aljo's bodyguard. And if Aljo needs a bodyguard against anybody in the division, it's this friggin' undefeated Umar Nurmagomedov that is rocketing up the charts and looks like he could, again, if you made this, if you book this to happen in an upcoming peer review, I would put money on Umar. So, uh, Marab, protect your boy. Uh, maybe stop this before it even happens. 
Yeah, I like for a minute I thought I thought the biggest loser in all of this was Ricky Simone because I, I mean I literally talked to Ricky Simone like four days ago and was I was talking about like the UFC is gonna throw you in there with Marab. Like that's what they're gonna do. It just makes all the sense in the world right now. There's a story there. You're coming off this incredible win over Jack Shore. The first fight ended in such a dramatic way that it almost makes like it, you almost have to run it back at some point. And I feel like the time is now and the way this division is being booked right now with some of the veteran guys fighting some of the up and comers. We're seeing it with Rob Fon, Adrian Yanez and other examples of that. We saw it with Piotr Jan and Sean O'Malley. I just felt like Ricky Simone versus Marab too made a ton of sense. And then Umar just lethal combination his way. He just kind of shoved Ricky Simone off to the side and now you have to do this fight. Like, you have to do Umar versus Marab. Nothing else makes sense to me. You can't, like, him versus Ricky Simone is interesting. I would like to see it. But no, no. Chuck him in there with Marab. That's it. Like, that's it. Kill the that's music. the fight. Kill the music. Friends forever. Friends forever. Two times in one show. I mean, it's a no-brainer. This is probably the easiest pick of the entire card for me. And Him versus Marab, nothing else makes sense. And weirdly, I feel like Marab is a better matchup than Aljo. I'm not sure how to explain that. We'll see. We'll see if it gets booked. I'll have to look into that a little deeper. But off the top of my head, I and I'm not even. I'm not saying Marab's a better fighter than Aljo. I just feel like he matches up better with Umar. I don't know. It's kind of weird MMA math thing. Yeah, I'm super intrigued by that fight. Two guys who are like the boogeymen of this division. Two guys where if you see their name on the other side of a contract, you're like, ugh, really? All right. But now you just kind of knock one of them out of there. And craziness, man. Umar is, I mean, what a performance. What a combination. I I mean, I literally, during the post-fight show, I watched it in slow motion like 20 times in a row. And I just couldn't stop. I'm like, I don't know how he did it. How the hell did he do that? So we'll see what happens. But He felt so bad after, too. I know. I felt bad. I felt, what did he say? I felt bad or I felt sorry. And then he was like, I've never, he looked like he was in shock. He was like, I've never, because I think he was, this is only his second, I think, knockout victory, right? I'm, pre, uh, let me check the notes right He has like a, I think he has some club and subs. I'm pretty sure this is only his second, uh, fight that he's actually won, you know, it's just straight up colding someone. Or maybe it's the first time he straight up colded someone. I'm, I think the other win was a, uh, was a TKO. Yeah. One, uh, so now two KOs, seven subs in his career. Um, and we know he can strike. I mean, that's the whole thing. That's you know one of the great things about him is he's uh, when he came into the OCP, was saying, "Oh yeah, he, he's the Nurmagomedov who can also strike," which scared the hell out of people. Um, but yeah, even he seemed shocked that he landed a knockup like that, and and just uh, remorseful, completely remorseful. So hopefully he can recover from this uh, incident and get back in there soon. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's go to the first wild card pick of 2023. We'll select one fighter we have not match made for yet, and we will do so right now. So, AK, I have a feeling we're picking the same guy, but I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Who are you going with? Can we can we keep talking about bantamweights, Mike? Can we keep yeah. talking about bantamweights? Because I mean, this this is, we're picking the same guy. I'm sure of it. And I, we might even pick this. Book could be a third friends forever. We'll see. Because this guy Javid Basharat is legit. I mean, he's. You know I don't approve, don't don't always approve of this, Mike. But this boy is is mixing the martial arts uh, at a very high level, in uh, you know what we consider to be one of the three deepest, toughest divisions in MMA. Uh, I know he was fighting a guy making his debut, but uh, Mateus Mendonca is no joke. That to me, I thought was like a very dangerous matchup actually for Javid. Um, 
because again it's a new guy but also a guy who's looked really really good before coming to the ufc so solid decision win he still needs a finish i get it i know people want to see those highlight reel finishes that's fine um but i think he's been facing good competition so it doesn't surprise me that he hasn't just been blowing the doors off of uh, some of these guys uh, and i tweeted after that javid basharat will be a top 10 uh, sorry excuse me in the rankings top 15 in the ma's ranking uh ma fighting rankings by the end of 2023 so let's keep him going in that direction uh, give him a guy who I have ranked just a little bit higher, and again, would just be another fun battle at 135 pounds. Uh, Javid Bashrat and uh, Montel Jackson. Oh, oh no, nope. Mike, where'd you go? There's a lot Close. of options. So many options. I'm giving. I'm with. I'm with you on Bashrat. This dude's legit, and his his post fight interview was maybe the most realistic post fight interview that I've ever heard. This is a guy who was like. I fought this guy, I fought this guy, I fought this guy. He goes, look, you, he basically said, like, you may not know who these all are. He goes, but if you really dig into it, these are all risky fights. Every single one was a super risky fight. Gravely, this undefeated guy, all his other opponents, like, all risky fights. He's, so he's like, so give me somebody else. Like, let's let's give me a step up. I took all the risk. Now let's reward me. And he threw out a name, and I'm with it. I'm with it. Javid Basharat versus Chris Gutierrez. Sign me up, dude, because not just the coaching battles, not just the game plan and the scheming, the striking exchanges, the grappling exchanges, the exchange of kicks between those two guys. It would be incredibly fascinating theater. So I'm going with it. I love the call out. Gutierrez might not be overly thrilled by getting that name on the other side of a contract, coming off the Frankie Edgar win, but I don't that like I just don't know if that win does a whole lot for him. Like he's certainly not I mean, you could you chuck him in there with like a Ricky Simone, maybe. Um I don't think Ricky would be too thrilled with that idea either. So yeah, let's do it. Basharat versus Gutierrez. Let's have some fun. I think that fight is super compelling. Yeah, there's there's uh listen, Javid now won his third UFC fight. That's usually when I say it's time depending on the division you're in. It's time for a step up. Uh, so, yeah, he's got to go up. And, yeah, Gutierrez would be an amazing choice. There's no, there, are no, there are no easy... Well, like, like we said, he hasn't had any easy fights, uh, Javid Basharat. And there's certainly no easy fights going ahead um, if he wants to be a contender by the end of the year. Yeah, Chris Gutierrez makes a lot of sense. So, uh, But, yeah, just very exciting to see what's next for Javid. Hopefully, no injuries this year. Get 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 three, four fights inside the octagon. And, uh, man, I don't know. We could be... If, he, if, he's, if he's consistent and, can, and just stays healthy and get in there, we could really be talking about him. Um, as a player at the end of 23 heading into uh, 2024. I have to admit, I love the Montel Jackson fight too. Just, I mean, so I, many good I, options. I admire it. I admire the pick. Do we have any extracurriculars before we go to the peeps? Not really. Uh, I, I will tell people, I'm going to try and keep better track of uh, no points. I kind of fell off near the second half of the year. It just got so busy. Like as far as people yeah. sending in submissions, I'm like, well, I'd rather spend more time just like sorting through submissions than trying to keep track of like who picked what. But I always tell people, nudge me, nudge me. If there's some, if there's some uh, really unique pick you had that I forgot that, that I just didn't, uh, that you think I forgot. Again, always send me a message, and I'll I'll try to mention it some way. But we do have a title, uh, Marcus McGahey calling this the Thick Strickland edition of On to the Next One. Uh, Strickland coming in at 204 pounds for a, uh, a light heavyweight bout. Uh, 10 pounds heavier than uh, than Imavov, but uh, I, I, we don't think that made a difference, right? Just sort of a, sort of a fun, funny little note. Sort of a funny little note. It did make it. I think it definitely think made so? a difference in that fight. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I think Especially they were the same... In- 
Yeah, but rounds four and five, when like yeah. Strickland had him up against the fence, he definitely yeah. wore on him. Like, but I think he could do it. that. I think he could do that at one. I think he would have done that. They'd both wait in at the you know one eighty five, one eighty six range too. I don't know. Maybe it's a big difference, that. man. Could it's be. a big difference. Well, um, that that thickness, if, if that thickness might have paid off, but yes. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Do we want to just do the disclosure yeah, for the first the, time this the year? The first disclaimer of 2023. Uh, guys, categories rule. If you have a pick that no one else has, that is one sweet, super valuable, uh, no point. Uh, please, guys. <laughs> pay attention to the weight class have these people fought already notable injury that we know we're not going to see someone for a while released is this person already booked that's the easiest thing to check uh are they teammates a little bit harder to remember sometimes but uh there's some very glaring cases where you should not be matching people up uh and of course your pick just might be doo doo, and we don't want to read it and the special one this week for anyone that meant i saw at least one or two people mention pennington versus aldana I need that two in there, Mike. I feel like people forgot that they fought already. Their first fight was not super memorable, but it was a, a split nod for Aldana. So please, anyone mentioning Pantene versus Aldana, I want to see that two there. You got to mention that's a rematch. Otherwise, uh, it's a little little sprinkling of doo-doo there. Okay, so before I go, go into the picks, and I'll admit I have not seen all of these yet. I, I just kind of chucked them. I, I took like a quick gander and just went through. just want to see how many we had. How how t- how tough are we going to be here? It's the first show of the year. Are we going to oh. be a little more lenient with the doo doo, yeah. or are we just we getting after it? Yeah, yeah. I had a I had a quite a few doo doo drops in my uh, <laughs> what I saw so far, and I'm not going to mention them on. I think I'm not. I think I told them most people. I'm not going to mention them on air if I can avoid it. Uh, but so yeah. So I'm gonna let's try to be lenient, Mike. Let's let's try and not name names, or if it happens, just kind of move on and skip over it. I can't promise you that, but we'll see. All right, let's go. Robbie Ryan. Happy New Year, you blokes. Let's get Otno. Umar Nurmi versus Ricky Simone. If you have a number 11 next to your name, you need to be fighting similarly ranked guys. Uh, Pennington versus Aldana. I'm going to say he wrote a two. He didn't, though. There's uh, no Danny. Guys, what are we doing? <laughs> See? I knew, this, I knew this would come with your picks, too. I knew it. That's why I had to put in the disclaimer. Guys, it is a rematch. Uh, Danny Gay versus JSP. Danny Gay has fallen short against higher ranked opponents, gives an opportunity to young contender to rise. Sean Strickland versus Jared Cannonier. Two to settle the debate. There you go. What? Uh, <laughs> well, it was a close fight. It was a close fight. It's why would you run place. that one back? Well, why would you run it back so soon? Who wants this? I think Sean Strickland, debate. Sean Strickland doesn't even want to have that fight again right now. <laughs> Why would you? Go? He's back in the wind column. He doesn't care about that fight anymore. Hey, listen, you know, if you could settle a debate, let's just settle a damn debate. You know, I'm, we're trying to be lenient, AK. We're trying to mm, be lenient. Okay. Oh, boy. Dad Jackson. Tough 2022 for, for Dad Jackson, but he did come along. 
the maybe the the fourth quarter of the year, no doo doo that I can remember. He was, I mean, he was in. He definitely was in a position where if he he had one more doo doo pick, he was like off the show for a while. But he he kind of earned his way back. But let's see what Dad Dad Jackson has to say. Abdul Razak Hassan versus Roman Kopilov. Easy, I know. Umar is coming. Umar versus Javid Basharat. Again, easy, I know. I don't think it's that easy. I don't hate. I don't hate it. I don't hate. Like I, I don't I, hate it either. I, I I always tell people I don't care about protecting people's like records or protecting contenders. Like I just want to see if you're good. If you're good, let's see how good you are. Uh, but I just think there are better options for both guys now. It's not. It's not like they're on this like collision course where there's no other. Both guys have several really good options. So if they made it, I wouldn't be mad. But I just think that we could be a little more creative with uh, with those two. Yes. Um. I'm just looking up one thing real quick. Because I don't know if he's booked or not. It is Dad Jackson, so I'm calling out. Yeah, all give me the name. Give me the there. name. Uh, nope, he's good. Danny Gay versus Sadiq Yusuf. Sadiq Yusuf is not booked. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Sean Strickland versus the winner of Marvin Vittori versus Roman Delize and Imavov can take the loser. And he says, I'm ready for another great year of avoiding Otno jail. All right. Turd barely, Ferguson. Barely. Barely. Don't get cocky. Yeah. Or you're one for one, but come on. Otno picks from Turd Ferguson, Sean Strickland versus Paulo Costa, Dan Ige versus Edson Barboza, two, Roman Kopilov versus Anthony Hernandez, Pennington Pena, Umar Magomedov versus Jack Shore. I need a ruling here, AK. Is this doo doo or not doo doo? Since Jack Shore is moving up to 145. And we've talked about this before. So uh, who was, is, is Jack Shore versus two? Umar, but Jack Shore is moving up to featherweight. That is straight up Dieter. Okay, ruling gavel down. Did, did, did he not uh, already fight? He he didn't. He hasn't. Fought, he hasn't done it yet, though. He hasn't fought yet. No, because he was hurt after the Simone fight. Was he scheduled? He was he scheduled for a, he? And he was scheduled. He was scheduled right for a. I got lost. I was also I trying to look up. up. Yeah, me too. To I was also I was also looking up if Anthony Hernandez had fought uh, had uh, was scheduled. I'm sorry, so I was distracted. Kyler, yeah, I don't think he is okay. Phillips, he, that's right. He was scheduled for a bantamweight bout. No, you know what? I November. I'm sorry. I scooped the doo doo back up. Scoop it up. Okay, that's fine. That's right. fine. He has not officially moved to the featherweight division. Who knows what could happen? Okay, so there is an announcement. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Javid Bashar versus Timur Valiev. Like that fight. Uh, Abdul Razak Alassane versus Phil Haas. Um, Mateusz Rabisky versus Jared Gordon. Wow. We're going from Nick Fiore to Jared Gordon. I okay. saw some people. Listen, uh, it wasn't the greatest debut for Rebecca, uh, but it was a win. It was a, you know, it was no doubt a win. You know, it, it wasn't, it was again, not, not the most memorable performance. And, and I think his. Maybe just octagon jitters, Mike. Maybe he gets a second chance to make a first impression because I did see people already wanting to kind of yeah put him in there with a a, a veteran uh, UFC lightweight. Mm, all right, Alan Nascimento versus Sumaderji, Dan Argetta versus Herbert Burns, Charles Johnson versus Cody Durden, is, Drew Hilty. Before oh, we get ahead. to more Dan Argetta matchups, is he not a bantamweight? Like I know he's he. And I, I'm not calling any of these picks doo doo. By the way, he's only fought at featherweight in the UFC so far. He looks probably pretty happy not cutting weight. But is he not a bant? I just see him and I see a bant. He fought in bantamweight, obviously before UFC. I look at him and I feel like he's a pretty, like, pretty small featherweight. Did we not think that he's he should return to uh, to one thirty five, Mike? If he wants, 
he can go right ahead and do it. That's so, weird, I mean, yeah. at least for so, now, we can we could chuck in some different right. matchups. For yeah, him nothing, nothing against his picks. Nothing against his picks. He is he is a UFC featherweight, so nothing against his picks. Just weird to me. I, I just assumed he was gonna because he took the first fight uh, with Damon Jackson on short notice, and I'm like, oh well, yeah, obviously he's just gonna drop back down after, but he's not got to win, so we'll see. That's true. Drew Hilty, Happy New Year. Been a while. First UFC card was okay. Strickland looked good for just rolling off the couch, but I think a little of that was Imavov might just not be that guy right now. Strickland versus DDP if he beats Brunson. Good win for Ige, but I need you to defend your top 15 spot again, and this time against the winner of Lerone Murphy versus Nathaniel Wood. Hmm. Uh, you'll be proud of Drew. Pennington versus Aldana too, AK. There you go. Thank you. Put you. the two. Uh, Copulot versus Joaquin Buckley makes sense. Uh, Umar is the uncrowned king. He can outstrike everyone that has the grappling chops to hang with him on the mat and outgrapple everyone who can hang with him on the feet. Umar yeah. versus Marab as punishment for what Marab did to Jose Aldo. Okay? <laughs> that wasn't Marab's fault. Don't, let's not blame Marab for that fight being booked. Okay, you can you can fault the strategy all you want, but I mean, if you're fighting Aldo, that probably was the best way to do it. Um, and don't blame him for that fight being booked. And then the ensuing, the, the, the chain reaction that led to a one-armed TJ Dillashaw getting a fight with, I'm still mad about it. We're in 2023, Mike, and I'm still stewing about how that whole situation unfolded. Horrible. Uh, Wildcard, this might be a hot take, but I think we're going to be talking about Charles Johnson being a borderline top 10 guy at the end of the year. It's like Jed says, being an athlete in MMA is a cheat code, and he's definitely one of the best pure athletes at 125. And he's picking Charles Johnson versus Tyson Nam, AK. Like, I yeah, like that fight. I saw a lot of that. And I think Charles Johnson would be favored in that matchup. Um, I, I like the I like I like the reception I've seen to Charles Johnson so far because he was brought in, of course, to sort of be fed to Muhammad Makayev. Um and listen, no one expected him to win that fight, but listen, he 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 got out wrestled, soundly out wrestled for three rounds. It wasn't close. But he also wasn't in danger of getting finished, so that to me was like a a, a strong sign of how how uh, effective he could be in the UFC. Uh, the Zumagula fight a little controversial again. You know, you you could certainly say that maybe he didn't deserve to get that nod, but that's another tough opponent. So he had two really tough opponents start off. Jimmy Flick, I was picking Flick to come back and have this great moment. You know, uh, uh, come out of retirement, another first round submission, and uh, questionable stoppage, I think, but. Charles Johnson took care of business, so two and one. His two and one in the UFC uh, looks better than it is, if that makes sense. Like it's it's it it is just two and one, but I like that people can have. I feel like they've been paying attention to his performances and seeing like, yeah, with the right matchups, I don't think it's crazy at all to say he could be ranked someday. So um, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, flyweight is not the deepest division, but it is really really tough. So there's a long way to go, but would would not certain him becoming a top top ten maybe is a bit much, but. Him getting a number next to his name not would not shock me at all. Yeah, he, he's good. He's looked good. And yeah, I hated that stoppage. Not a fan of it. Uh, I'm surprised Flick I, wasn't more yeah. like... I'm surprised he wasn't more... He kind of protested it, but wasn't like more outraged about it. I think he knew he was, I guess, in a bad position. So, and whatever. And he's a pretty like mature guy. But I would have been pissed if I was him having that comeback. And just like, I'm working off my back. I fight. I you have to know this. That's what, what I, I he fight, does. I fight off my back. Like you have to know this. And yeah, fine, I'm taking some damage, but I'm gonna. That's what happens in MMA when you have that strategy. Is you're gonna take some damage, um, and it often leads to dramatic submissions or sweeps. So, uh, you know, Charles Johnson. All credit to him. Good performance, but um, I would have let that go a little bit longer. 
I don't think Jamie Flick was in the craziest danger. And listen, I missed her early stoppage. People know me. I favor early stoppages nine times out of ten. This one was too quick even for me. Yeah, it was It was not good. Uh, he also likes Basharat versus Sergei Morozov. Not completely sold on Basharat being a top 15 guy just yet. John Ray, Johnson versus Nascimento. Let's just match up a couple of the winners. Basharat versus Davy Grant. Umar Namagamaita versus Song Yudong. Uh, Kapilov versus the Jung Young Park Tillulian winner. Ige versus Pierce. Imanov versus Chris Curtis. Yeah, I like that one. Ooh, we I do like that. Eric Nixick versus uh, Eric Nixick versus Fernand Lopez again. <laughs> I like it. Gaslam versus Till 2, loser leaves town. And Nganu versus Overeem 2 at the 1FC Open Weight Muay Thai Grand Prix AK. Someone, who, tweeted that earlier, <laughs> who tweeted that earlier today? A, a screenshot of uh, Overeem, or a screenshot of Francis uh, saying, oh, what was it? And then a screenshot of one of our articles of the, the announcement of the, uh, yeah, at, uh, oh, I can't even read this hashtag, but yeah, so, someone tweeted an uh the uh, headline for one championship announces wacky. Oh, this is an MMA mania, I think. But anyway, wacky million dollar open weight Muay Thai tournament garners interest of Alistair Overeem and yeah, alongside a picture of Vengado. And I'm like, it's kind of fun. <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> Chatri, uh, let's, go to, let's go. Yeah, well, Chatri's like, well, we don't need to sign Francis because we're one B to the UFC. This we is true. Need him. This is true. <sighs> Trashy, freaking crazy. Let's go to Marcus. Uh, he's got some check the tapes shared. Ot no points. Corey Sanhagen, Marlon Vera. Uh, okay. He wants a full point for Brennan Ward versus Saba Hamasi, which, again, we've already talked about this. We're not giving Bellator Ot no points. Yeah. And it's just, share, it's just, he, yeah. And, uh, and by the shared way, point for Casey O'Neill, Jennifer Maya. I guess people should get a shared point for like Usman uh, Edwards three. But how buried did that announcement get, by the way? I, yeah. I have to I have to question them making that announcement last night. I know I know they're in a hurry to make as many big announcements as they can with the first uh, technically the first week of the UFC, uh, and obviously with some of the bullshit that's happened, um, you know, <laughs> with Dana White, uh, you want to get as much big news out there as possible and just have everyone buzzing about the 2023 schedule. Um, but I I wonder if they could have pushed back the Usman Edwards announcement a week, though they might have assumed it, it would have leaked in that time. Um, but yeah, almost no one right now as of this morning. I can tell you almost nobody is talking about that fight becoming official. Maybe maybe it's because we knew it was going to happen. Maybe that's the other side of it. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, Leon there. Edwards went on Leon Edwards went on Michael Bisping's podcast and said, yeah, the UFC t- told me it's done and it's yeah. happening. Yeah. yeah. So All right. I guess it kind of broke. It. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Marcus also likes Javid Bashra versus Saidi Cub Hakramanov. Umar Marab. We got another one there. He likes Pennington Nunes too. Kopilov Armin Petrosian. Ige versus Bryce Mitchell is with you. What about this, AK? What about this one? Sean Strickland versus Hamza Shmaev. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's still in play. It's due to light heavyweight, too. Um, I'm into it. I'm into it. I think uh, Hamza completely smashes Strickland. But Strickland is, is such a tricky guy, though. I will say, who was the last person that we could say... I was going to say who's the last person we say it smashed him. It happened just a few months ago. Uh, before before Alex Pereira. Uh, wow. Before that, he was knocked up by Elazu Zaleski Dos Santos in a weight class he probably shouldn't have been fighting at. I think he was a big welterweight at the time. Yeah. So probably wasn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Other than Alex Pereira. that March 4th card. That would make sense. Nobody really smokes him. So I, I think Hamza, I think Hamza would. But again, uh I'd I'd like to see I'd like I'd like I'd like to see uh, Hamza 
prove that he could. Because on paper, for sure, I think it's a stoppage win for Hamza. But listen, I also thought Imafov was going to win a decision on Saturday. So maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know Strickland. Let's see what Toby has to say. He's, I mean, he did it for everybody. So I'm going to narrow this down. Uh, Strickland, Gaslam, Ige, Giga, Kopilov, Olegzaychuk, Pennington, Pena, uh, Umar, Ricky, Simone won't be the last time they fight. Okay, Javid, Montel, Jackson, he's with yes, you. I saw a few of those. Uh, we said that one. Uh, Rebecca versus Christos Giagos. That's a little more like it in my eyes. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, Nascimento, Durden, Argetta, Gavin Tucker, Charles Johnson, Jeff Molina. Uh, do we? I feel like Jeff. Feel like Jeff Molina might be kind of tough to book right now. With oh, all that's the, the other. That's the, uh, that's the other disclaimer I should have because yes, I did get a Molina thing, and I was like, I don't know if we'll be seeing Molina fight uh, anytime soon. I mean, who knows? He's he's about to face the Nevada Athletic Commission on Tuesday, sometime next week, and we'll let you know what happens there. Fingers crossed. A uh, couple more. Gerard Sean Strickland will be the opponent for Robert Whitaker. All right. I don't think that happens, but could. And he likes Imava versus Brad Tavares upon Tavares' recovery. Kopilov versus Wellington Turman. Umar versus Pedro Munoz. I actually would like that fight as well. Um, and then the others have been said. Chris London, Happy New Year. Imava versus Kyle Bar- Baraglio, AK. Do you like that idea? I kind of do. Uh, what was the other, though? I saw someone. Was that the one I, I liked? I saw someone mention Bar- Baraglio. Uh, was that the one I liked? Hold on. Let me jump ahead here. Yes, yes, yes. Now, Hayes Bethard also mentioned that. And I'm like, yeah, Mr. Co-Main Events, Kyle Borjalio. Okay, okay. That might be... <laughs> Imavov, I'm a, I'm a little sad for Imavov. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't feel bad for him. That, like, this performance really, really hurt um, his reputation. Uh, I think we had talked about what's on the line for both guys in the previous show, Mike. And, and, I, and I was saying, like, I don't think a loss hurts... Uh, Imavov that much, but I don't know. Maybe the way it went down, the fact that Strickland was able to pressure him so easily that he really seemed to kind of dictate where the fight was going. Like it wasn't like a back and forth. Uh, I mean, there was some back and forth. I shouldn't say, but it was as you're watching the fight. It really felt like, um, even though some of the rounds were close, I don't know. As I was watching, I felt Strickland was pretty clearly winning, um, at least or at least had the winning strategy that would pay off by the end of 25 minutes, and uh. I think that revealed a lot of Imavov that people didn't like. So I don't know. I hope people aren't giving up on him as a as a contender yet. But um, yeah, he might have to take a little bit of a step back here with uh, and face someone like Bahia. Yeah, that's the, the that's that's a pretty good fight. I don't love his. I mean, that's t- that's a really tough fight for him too, stylistically. Because I, I think I could see Bahia doing pretty similar things that Strickland was able to do that that he found success with. So yeah, I, I would watch that one. And now I think that that loss for Imavov stings. I think that one stings quite a bit. Um, and we'll see how he bounces back. Damon Jackson versus Andre Feely. Kopilov versus Muradov. Uh, Puna Soriano versus Treshawn Gore. Barcelos versus Blasherat. Oh, Al-Hassan versus Marquez. That is doo-doo. Marquez is fighting Marc-Andre Barriol. Oh, he did get a new... I... Let's. I'm going to be nice here, and I will say they, they should have known that. But Marquez's schedule over the last few years has been like so screwed up. Like he just has had so much luck getting like bad luck having with fights that I almost want to excuse this person for not realizing he actually has it one booked already. Uh, All right. So 
I'll I'll be Prince somewhat positivity. merciful. But again, guys, topology, SureDog, MMAfighting.com. Look it up. Uh, Rubeski versus Poyas. Nascimento versus Matt Schnell. Holy crap. That would be fun. Yep. And Johnson versus David Dvorak. So there you go. You're up. All right. Uh, Strickland, people were pretty... Mostly it was mostly Paulo Costa. I think that's what everyone wanted to see. Ige Mitchell, very popular. Ige versus Billy Q was also super popular. So that's a good Damn, one. Damn. Yeah, I'd fun. love to see that. Uh, Javid Bashra versus Jonathan Martinez. I saw a lot of that. Uh, that's a, That to me is a big jump up. I have Jonathan Martinez in the top 20 at Bantamweight, I want to say. Um, so that for me would be... Yeah, I have him my 17th... In just the UFC rankings, 17th. A 17th ranked UFC Bantamweight. So... That'd be big for Javid. People want to see Javid again. I think they're like me. They think he he really has the potential uh, to be ranked sooner rather than later. Uh, Kopalov, bunch of options. Armin Petrosian, Edmund Shabazian, uh, Bruno Blendado Silva. Uh, all right, let's get to some specific people here. Jay Donaghy on email uh, said, Happy holidays on all that garbage. Well, happy holidays to you too, sir. Um, Umar Nurmagomedov versus Marab. Yeah, that's again, just a few people wanted this. Kop- I love this. Kapalov versus uh, Michael Oleksiejczyk. I yeah, love that. I like that one. I think that's great. Um, Mike, did you read out any Umar versus Saeed's? Any Umar Nurmagomedov versus Saeed Nurmagomedov's? I did not. What did, I, this, is, this has come up before Nurmagomedov on Nurmagomedov. Uh, I don't know. I, I do feel like it's going to happen at some point now. They're very close together in my rankings. I have them both in the top 15 of my UFC rankings. So it does feel like it's possible. I don't know. That would be a weird one. Uh, on Instagram, extreme beans, extreme memes. Uh, Bashrod versus Cody Stamen, win, lose, or draw against Luan Lacerda, UFC 283, January 21st. That to me feels like a really good test for Javid. I like that. Mm. Uh, he also mentioned Charles Johnson Molina when Molina gets a new coach. Again, I, I, I don't know if it's that simple, but hopefully uh, he can get back in there. Our pal Tristan Gordet. Uh, had a few picks that everyone else had, but also Rebecca versus Nathan Levy, and I'll go to Tino Alvarez, Charles Johnson versus Cody Durden, Daniel Argueta versus TJ Brown, Rebecca versus John McDessey, Mike Umar versus Pedro Munoz. Uh, I saw a few of those. I like it. Um, I don't even have Munoz in my rankings. I don't think anyone does uh, anymore. Yeah, Umar is probably going to be the number seven bantamweight in my rankings come January twenty fifth or whatever. He's the, top, the January yeah. cycle comes yeah, out. Yeah, he's top ten in mine jump. for sure. Yeah. yeah, he will jump Rob Font. Yeah, uh, and people should know it is a bit tough. Uh, that was a sticking point for me. I actually have. Him, I wonder if he'll be in my top ten because, as people know, the global rankings includes all promotions. So we've got uh, several Bellator guys in contention. Um, I put him below. Maybe I'm being too safe. I put him below one spot below Rob Font for now. That was where I, I landed though. I was like, should he be That's above fine. Rob or below Rob? Because right above Rob and them is the quick is the clear top six: uh, Cheeto, Sanhagen, Marab, uh, Piotr Jan, O'Malley, and, and Aljo. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Sean O'Malley really screwed things up because if you put Umar in there with Sean O'Malley, <laughs> Umar is a minus five hundred, minus six hundred favorite, maybe more. I don't know, and and I would think he would just annihilate Sean O'Malley, but. Um, Whatever, whatever. Sean O'Malley won, not a robbery. Uh, on Twitter, uh, Marcus McGahey, Pennington versus Carol Hosa. What? Uh, Who is this? Marcus McGahey. Is Carol Hosa? She's coming off a win, right? 
Marcus, are you kidding me? Hold on, hold on. I, let's... No, 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 no. There's no, no, no. Raquel Pennington, what has she done to you? That's what I want to know. She has won Wait five in a row. Wait a she just no 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 no. She just knocked. Michael. She just beat. No, <laughs> she just beat. In most people's minds, the number one contender in this division uh-huh. for her fifth straight win. Uh-huh. Nobody in this division. Listen. We haven't even had five fights in this division Michael. in the last like six. No 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 no. no. This is a bad <laughs> pick. This is a bad <laughs> pick. So instead, instead of giving her Juliana Pena the rematch with the Rini Aldana or a title fight. We're giving her Carol Hosa? Are you kidding me? Carol, how many times did we? How many times did we try to book Carol Hosa versus Julia Avila? Do you remember that? Like eighteen times, and she pulled yes. out of all of them. No, 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 no. That's that's not good. I don't know what Raquel Pennington did, did to you in a past life, but I mean, maybe it was just unforgivable. But to you know what? You know, what? I think it's a good idea. Let's throw in there with someone who probably. Should not be ranked globally. Crazy. Carol Hose is coming off a majority decision win over Lena Landsberg and has won five of her first six UFC fights. Yeah, but no. That Sarah McMahon no. lost. That Sarah McMahon Don't lost. Don't count Vieira in there with, with Carol Hosa. That makes sense. Yeah, that's I read, that, that makes more sense. Well, Marcus, I tried. Marcus, I did my best. Uh, no, Alan Hassan versus Dusko Todorovic, Rebecca versus uh, Hafer Garcia. Uh, he's with me. I like on that J- one. He's with me on Javin versus Montel Jackson. Come on, Argueta versus Shane Young, Blake, Blake Builder, Blake Builder winner UFC yeah. two eighty four. Oh, I was about to do do him too, but good Why? good on you. Oh no no no! Because I, I think you get. I didn't. I thought he was going to go with Shane Young. No, no, no. Marcus, Marcus knows when matchups are happening. I love uh, you, Marcus. UFC 34, February 12th. At someone's online, uh, Umar versus Song Yadong. Yeah, I got a few of those. What do you think? That's fine. Yeah? Sure. I think he's destroyed. I think, again, I think Umar destroys. The, I, my, I have to, the, my recency bias is, is just out of control right now. So I, I kind of, you know, I kind of want to keep him apart, though. I kind of want to keep him apart right now. Like songs just come songs coming off a tough loss to songs just main event with freaking Corey Sandhagen. Yeah. So um Yeah, I would keep those two apart. Just those two. Song would jump on that, I think, though. Um Aronsky, he said, I don't have to read this one on Otno, but I will. Mike, Francis leaves for Bellator, and then Bellator gets bought by the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a cruel twist! What a cruel twist! Wow! So we're we're just going full WWE right now because the cons are reportedly interested in buying WWE right now yeah. to own AEW. Yep, that'd be wild. I mean, that would make I would win the bold prediction game if that happened because if the UFC bought Bellator, then Bellator would be sold and they would no longer be Bellator because yeah. they would just be gone. They would, they would just not be, be a promotion anymore. Absorbed, yeah. But that would never happen. Um, interesting. I, lo- I love the outside thinking with this whole yeah, thing. I gotta it's say. Fun. It's fun. Speaking of Francis, Hayes III wants to know, we kind of touched on this, Mike, where he might go, but uh, Hayes was more specific. Who do you think he fights in his next combat sports event? Who do you think he actually, who do you think his, when, he's, when we see him compete again, who will we actually be standing across from him? Man, I mean, it, it probably de- it probably depends on because, like we said, I, Tyson Fury is not where next. he ends up. Yeah, Tyson no, Fury is not God, next. No. Like it's going to happen. It's not next. It's not next. 
Tyson will be done boxing, boxing when <laughs> okay. that fight happens. Um, like a real, like he'll be legit retired from actual competition. Mm. He will not be a ranked heavyweight. Um, it's it's a post retirement final payday kind mm. of a thing. I mean, it, it all depends where he goes. I think Arjun Bular. Gonna, Arjun Bular. I'm gonna say Ryan Bader. I'm giving. I'm putting my faith in. I'm putting my faith in Bellator. I'm putting my faith in Bellator because I think Vader's gonna be Fedor. And how cool would it be if the lights just go out and Francis just is in the middle of the Bellator cage and the lights go back on? Oh my god! Like we got to go full poor wrestling with this whole thing. Like this needs to be UFC belt in the trash. Like all, like all the WWE, all the pro wrestling storylines. We need. We this needs to. This cannot just be a simple press release that Francis has resigned. We gotta, we gotta sneak this in. We gotta sneak this in so nobody knows about it. That's what we need to do. Speaking I'll, of which, I'll go Ryan Bader. I think, I think Bellator's gonna do it. I think they have to. I think, I think they have to do this. I think it's more important for Bellator to sign Francis than anybody else right now. That'd be crazy. Uh, it's funny you mentioned pro wrestling because maybe the next combat sports event he's at is like WrestleMania. Imagine him and Brock Lesnar <laughs> in, a, in a WWE hey, maybe, ring. Maybe it's him versus Jake Hager in an AEW ring. I, that would, oh, that would be fun. Uh, this is tough. Uh, I'll, I'll go uh, anti-Delegia. Anti-Delegia. Uh, PFL. PFL. <laughs> PFL champion versus UFC champion. Uh, there you go. That's oh, Hayes. That is my uh, that is my answer to you, sir. Super fight. No tournament. No tournament. You do that super fight right at the beginning. That and that first Jake Paul led pay per view. You have Francis and uh, you have Jake Paul and the co-main and Francis and Delicia in the main event. Uh, he had some recommendations here. Koplov versus Haas. Big win for my favorite fighter. Umar. Why did I cut that off? Okay. Uh, Basharat versus Font Yanez. Loser. UFC two eighty seven. April eight. God, that's April. That's so far away. I hope yeah. that stays together, the Fontiana's fight. Um, Hazer says, nice showing from uh, Basharat. I think Mendoza still is a decent prospect. I wish they gave Basharat someone farther up the ranks for this fight. Then again, Kimium Active isn't a bad call either. I like the Gutierrez call-up, but I already have an opponent for him. I'll go with Yanez Font. Loser. Either way, fun fight. Agree. Uh, let's jump up to Alex McAdam. Strickland versus Robocop win, uh, with a win over Bruno Fejera, UFC 283, January 21st. Sure. Uh, Soriano versus Kyle Dacus. I like that. Barry O'Reilly. Argueta versus Pat Sabatini. Oh, that's a tough matchup. Uh, this is what I was talking about with Rebecca, Mike. Uh, Rebecca versus Clay Guida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I need to see him. But no, I, I'm... <laughs> Like, I think they got something with this kid. I don't want to put. I honestly don't want to push him too fast at this point. I think he learned a lot. Like, I honestly think, like, if Nick Fiore listened to his team and just, I mean, I understand. Like, took this fight on super short notice. You fought a freaking tank. Uh, by far the toughest guy you've ever fought. Like, I get it. I get the nerves that come along with it. Um, but I thought like Tyson and and crew coached him perfectly. And if he just if he just put on the pressure, I think I actually think he could have beat him. Like I think he had openings in the second round where I think he could have beat him, and that's not a great sign because I didn't think that fight was going to get out of the first round. I just you got to be careful with him. Let's let him learn a couple lessons. Um, Clay's tough, man, because if he doesn't get Clay out of there quick, 
Clay could just lay on him for two rounds and just make it ugly. I mean, if they book it, sure. I'll go with that. I I've think, talked myself a little more into it. I think a lot of people lost money on Becky under bet on Saturday, I will say. Uh, there's probably, probably yeah. heavy, heavy under money there. Nick's tough, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, Barry says, didn't Clay say he wanted to fight up and comers for Becky? 14-fight win streak. Happy to give him a veteran. Uh, Four Corner Sports NY. Mike, what do you think about just rebooking Imavov and Gaslam? Sure. Or if Gregory, I mean, Gregory Rodriguez is going to probably kill a man next Saturday. And if Gregory does do exactly that, I kind of want to see him get that shot. So, yeah, it's one of those two guys. It's one of those two guys. Because I don't, I don't love, I don't love the Gasolin matchup for Imavov either. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 like, like I said, I thought the one thing I, the one thing that I didn't love about the new main event is I thought that Gasolin and his ability to weather the storm, his ability to mix things up a little bit when he needs to, he's not the most exciting fighter of all time, but he's very smart in there. And I felt like we could have got more questions answered about Imavov fighting Gasolin than we would Sean Strickland. And it turns out I was completely wrong because Sean Strickland kind of wrote the blueprint on how to beat this guy. Just get in front of him and throw a bunch of punches at his face. And you could see him kind of wither a little bit. Yep. Uh, I mean, if they do that, I'm cool with it. Just because I... I don't know. It, it just depends on how the UFC views him right now. The UFC is just like, all right, this is just a slight step back. Like, it was short notice, brand new opponent, brand new style. He had 10 pounds over you. Like, we'll cut you a little bit of a break. We still think you're you're a real legit contender in this division. Then that's the direction that they, that they go. But if they saw kind of what I think I saw in this Strickland fight, where it's just like, eh, maybe he's just not ready for this just yet. Give him a little bit of a step back and let him try to build himself back up. Because I think Gaslam, like, I think Gaslam's a tough fight for him. I really do. He is. There's one thing, though. I think he'd look huge. I think he'd be so much bigger than Gaslam. I think he would look huge compared to him. That's that's one difference between him and Strickland. Him and Strickland pretty much the same size. I think Gaslam, he'd like, he'd look a lot bigger. Like as, as far as the, like the reach and length and everything, yeah. so that to me, but Gaslam uses Gaslam, yeah, Gaslam uses that low center of gravity. He does. pretty well though. He does. You know what I mean? Um, he can wear on you. Like ask Israel out of Sanya. That I mean, he put put Izzy through a war uh, because of that. So yeah, I mean, if they book he's been, it, cool. he's been riding that fight for years now too. He's yeah, riding that fight in the rankings. <laughs> Someone's got him in our rankings. I still don't get it. Uh, James McDonald's with you on Kapalov and Yaboy. So you're two boys. Uh, he's in, he's into that. Emilio, Umar versus Cheeto, Sandhagen loser, sure. Uh, what else we got here? Kapalov versus Buckley. Nothing super new. Strickland versus Muniz, Brendan Allen, loser. Oren Sleepwalker, Strickland versus Vittori Delice. Vittori, yeah, Vittori Delice loser. Okay, so he could still get some from that matchup. Yeah, I don't, again, I think he's going to, I don't think he's going to have to wait for that. I think he's going to book a fight sooner rather than later, so he's not going to wait. Um, but I do like the thinking there. Uh, and Thomas Collins. Hi, happy new year to you. Happy new year, Thomas. Uh, I hope you're in time for the show. Thomas, you just made it. Sean Strickland versus Paulo Costa. Javid versus Ayman Zahabi. Charles Johnson versus Tyson Nam's not booked, is he? No. 
No, he's not. I don't he's think right. so. No. no, 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 no. I don't know if this maybe this fight, or maybe this fight got canceled or something. But anyway, he said Charles Johnson versus Tyson Nam, uh, uh, Pitbull Silva winner, um, Bulldogs. Who's Pitbull? Bulldog Silva winner. Uh, I'd probably find with either of those oh, guys. Oh wait, yeah, he's right. He's right. No, he's but right. I. What? No. I, yeah, Tyson Nam is fighting Silva. I forgot about that. What? We broke that fight. We broke that fight. Oh. It's just not on Tapology. Is Tapology not respecting our our breaking news? Yeah, he is scheduled to fight. Yes. When is that one? I'm on Wikipedia right now, and I, and I checked the citation. March 11th. March yes. 11th. I just checked the citation for this story. Mike Heck, uh, November 16th, 2022. Tyson Danvers, Bruno Silva. Well, I should uh, I should read that website, MMAfighting.com, more often. Seems like it has some yeah, pretty March, reliable sources. March 11th. Is so a little, a little doo-doo for ourselves, guys, early for mentioning all the... Uh, all the um, doo doo picks, but you know what? A little and and a little extra credit to Thomas Collins for for pointing that out to us. So yes, as as Mike, as you mentioned, uh, that fight is happening. Tyson Nam and uh, Pit, Pit Bulldog Silva, and uh, the winner of that was Charles Johnson. So you know what, Thomas? I'm I'm, I'm giving you half an auto point to start off the year because that was a wow. great. Because we should have known better. We should have known better, Mike. Uh, like you said, you bro- we, you broke that story. This is how much you know we watch too much MMA and there's too many fights. Is you broke a story and we forgot that it was happening. So uh, 2023 off to a great start, Mike. Uh, guys, please keep sending in all your picks. Uh, you can hit me up on my DMs on Twitter at Alexander K Lee or on Instagram at Alexander K K Lee or email me at uh, Alex at SBNation.com. There you go. Follow me on Instagram. That's how you submit yours. M underscore heck JR. Uh, we'll be live next week, AK, for the first time because it'll be following a pay-per-view and we will be tired. I will be admittedly grumpy probably because I will be on like an hour of sleep after the watch party and talking for like nine straight hours. So it'll be a lot of fun as we recap and talk about the futures of some of the notable names coming out of UFC 283, the UFC's return to Brazil for the first time in almost three years. Two that's titles normal, on the line. That's normal time for us. Is that no- normal yes. North America time? It is indeed. Okay. It is indeed. Uh, we have how many? We have 15 fights on the books right now. Glover Teixeira, Jamal Hill, the main event for the light heavyweight title. The flyweight championship unification bout part four the tetralogy let's go between davis and figueredo and brandon moreno gilbert burns versus neil magny jessica andrage versus lauren murphy paul craig versus johnny walker that's your main card and that's pretty damn good main card uh prelims on abc as well uh shogun hua ior petoria Shogun, prime time, Mike, prime time on ABC. I am looking at this as positively as possible. I I was distraught that he wasn't on the (laughs) pay-per-view, but I realized, wait a minute, he's going to be on at like ABC at like 7.30 on a Saturday night, national television. People will get to see the final fight of Mauricio Shogun Hua. So you know what, UFC, you actually did a good job with the scheduling, and I apologize for criticizing him uh, not being on this pay-per-view because more people will probably tune in to see this fight than if if they had waited for a pay-per-view. Uh, Tiago Moises, Melquisiel Costa, Gabe Bonfim versus Monir Lezez. Jelton Almeida not getting the ABC treatment, fighting Shamil Abdurahimov. I mean, they're probably not even sure McKinney. if this fight's going to happen, Mike. How many yeah. times? This Terrence is, this Mc- is, the, this is the heavyweight, uh, the heavyweight Nurmagomedov Ferguson here. Terrence McKinney also not getting the ESPN treatment, fighting Ismail Bonfim. 
Uh, Worley Alves, Nicholas Dalby, Josiani Nunez versus yes. Zara Fiern, uh, Luan Lucerda versus Cody Stamen, and Daniel Marcos versus Simon Oliveira, okay? 15 fights. Uh, it's uh, kind of a mixed bag, you know? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, the main card's very solid. Prelims have some interesting matchups, but this is, uh, I don't know, kind of like UFC 280-ish feeling, but in a different way. The atmosphere will be electric, though, because it will. first card in Brazil, uh, in, of, of course, since the pandemic, um, and a Brazilian in every fight, I mean, this crowd's just going to be invested and drunk and probably extremely violent uh, by the end of the night. <laughs> That is true. And we'll be back next week to recap it all from a matchmaking perspective. So we appreciate you guys checking us out. For AK, I am Mike Heck. Always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun, and we will have more fun after the first UFC pay-per-view of 2023 right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.